Here we are again for another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute diggity dog, just jumping in here because episode 44 started out as one episode in its entirety. And we felt in the studio after listening to it that it would be good to split it up into two pieces. Why? Because it's a lot to take in. And really, it's a it's really a two-part message, and it has to do with my journey or the beginnings of my journey when it comes to autism in my marriage. So give it a listen, and I hope that it helps you, or if you have a family member or a friend with autism in their life, that it helps them. Because my goodness, it has been quite the learning curve when it comes to autism and what it's about. So enjoy episode 44, Autism marriage, and abandonment, part one. Much love to you, peeps. Roll Tide. In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it is some more live coaching, and the content is about the Q-Dog. Why are your problems a burden on other people? Or who told you that? Good question. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q-Doll. And Coach Rita. Coach Rita's in the house. And we want to dive right in to today's content. But before we do that, don't forget about our email address, which is coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. And that's V like victory, S like success. It's not the word spelled out, which I guess could have been fine since the email address is about 85 miles long in the first place. <laughs> But once it's in and once it's there, it's one and done, and then we're just on the lifeline. So reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what questions you have. If you want to send questions and you do not want your name spoken on the air, we will respect that. We have a badge of honor that says, hey, put it out there. We'll call you a listener. We won't tell you by name. But if you're bold enough to put your name and you know your problems out there and we can help solve them, someday we'll have you on the show so you can talk about it for other people. Okay, great. All right, Coach Rita, you know uh, a couple of the things I wanna get in on this conversation, but mm-hmm. I want you to take the reins and ride this pony. Well, I just know when we were doing the episodes um, I think it was like 37, 38, 39, you know, in that, in, in those episodes, what had came out in our conversation is in regards to asking for help. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were, you expressed that asking for help, um, was more of a failure than more beneficial. And through that, you kept, um, saying and repeating, you didn't want to be a burden. You didn't want to put your burdens on other people. You didn't want other people to feel as though that you're a burden. Mm -hmm. 
So my questions to you was like, well, okay, so like who told you that? Like, mm. why is it that you think when you're going through something that you're not allowed to share it? Like you're not allowed to express it. You're not allowed to be vulnerable. You're not allowed to say, hey, I'm thrown in the white towel because I'm going through whatever it may be because it's burdensome to everybody around you. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, just a huge, um, question to you is why is it that you feel that way? Like, where did that come in? Um, who told you that? Like, what story are you, there's so many questions. Like what story are you telling yourself to believe that you're that burden? So if you believe that you are, what have you done all your life to mask that? Like what things did you do to put on yourself so that you didn't become the burden to others? Mm. So it's, it's a lot of diving in deep to your own, um, your own personal dialogue, what goes on when something comes up, um, circumstances come up issues come up what do you do with that like what do you do with those things does your mind instantly go to this is a burden I'm just gonna keep it within I'm just gonna keep it to myself I don't want to put anybody else out on what it is that I'm going through I mean what what is the inner dialogue that's going on in your mind when these things arise or why do you feel you're a burden where did you learn that? That's a whole bunch of questions I just asked you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... Uh, Your mind's spinning, I can see. It's processing, you know? Yeah. Like when you tell the computer to do something mm -hmm. and it gets that little window, that, that little hourglass that pops up. Right. As you ask the questions, I, you know, I just try to digest them. Um, I don't know. I, I do not understand did not understand exactly where that came from. And I just, all I did was find one place in all the time that I spent thinking of it. Um, you know, and I'm, I was trying to give the educated answer, I guess, of in the moment of what I thought it was because I'm so accommodating. I'm overly accommodating, you know, is it tied to that? And really I just, I did not know. And I, I don't know where the story came from I could just point to maybe the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. of what it was you know because I, naturally I thought well I'm sure this is going to be about my parents getting divorced and all you know all this and maybe at some point you know that's in the mix but here just I just put a lot a lot of thought into why 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 don't I want to talk to people about problems what the crap is that all about? Mm -hmm. And it, and it just kind of went to this, you know, I had, we had Hunter and that's one kid and that's no problem. And things in your family just kind of move on as normal holidays move on as normal. It's one baby. It's this, you know, it's, Hey, good. You know, bring the baby, bring the baby. And then after having, you know, you have triplets, <laughs> And then it's like, oh, okay. You know, now, now where does that leave you with 
birthdays and holidays and parties and family gatherings and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of unspoken struggles that come along with having multiples oh, yeah especially when they have health issues mm-hmm. you know you know one of the glaring problems is who can you find to babysit so you can get your wife out of the house right you know and then you have you know another child and there was so much controversy over Jeannie and I having another kid on my side of the family uh-huh it was weird it was weird because you know you start to hear I, I can't even remember some of the talk but I know that I was lectured a couple of times by a few people they're like you know you're not being responsible and um you know what are you going to do about these kids and then you know there's family members that'll see one of your child rocking and say oh well you know that's because they don't get the right attention they need they're rocking for this reason or that reason and you know you're basically being a terrible parent that's why your kids over there rocking Um, nobody stops to think about you know autism or disabilities you Mm -hmm. know maybe they're just trying to help Who, who really knows um so now you have five kids and it really starts to stress out where everybody meets and how it affects people on the holiday and where are we going to have this and now you're just too much now at five kids you're just too much this is too much for so and so um you know we we can't do it we can't meet for thanksgiving anymore there's not enough room so it's like okay well let's meet at my house it's like a 987 square foot house that's me at my house. I don't care. You can in- inconvenience me. Mm-hmm. No, you know, you do it one time and people are complaining and then it's like, well, we're not going to do Christmas together anymore because of this. And it's my family's growing. And the more my family grows, the less I start to see of my other family because it's just too much. It's just, you're just too much, you know, and you have kids that, that have autism and a kid don't have control over their self anyway. They're learning all that. Right. But then that's exacerbated, to use a $3 word, and the kid is, like, unruly. And it's like, oh, well, you know, if, you know, you have to spank the kid at this time or, you know, you have to discipline the kid at this time or, you know, what are you not doing as a parent to get your kid under control? Um, you know, and the more children you have the less people show up at the hospital um and then you just stop seeing people and people stop coming around and people stop coming to your birthday parties and people stop coming to dinner at your place and then when it's halloween it's like oh it's just too much um And then when they're having a birthday party, you don't get invites anymore. You know, you show up 30 minutes late to a party and everybody's just dogging on you because you're 30 minutes late. You're, you, you have the drinks, you have the ice, you're 30 minutes late when that's what's supposed to be there first. They have no earthly idea what it takes to get five people under five years old ready um, 
and some of those kids are just they're wild because they don't they're not even comfortable in their own skin right you know nobody knows what you suffer through mentally right feeling like a failing parent um because your 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 5 year old or your 3 year old won't let you put a dress on it's the wrong color it's the wrong color or when your kid bites the hell out of you and you're bleeding because it's the wrong shirt and they don't have control over that stuff right. you know um but then you just you just become an outsider because people can't handle you anymore. I mean, the only, you know, even even at church, and it's like, hey, you know, we're not equipped to deal with this problem. So this particular child can't come in the nursery anymore. They, are, they can't come in the children's church anymore unless one or both of you are in there. And I get that. It's hard. There's no playbook for that. But you, it, it starts to mount where people start to push you away because you're, a hard, you're hard to deal with or you upset their peace or their zen or their routine. And it's like you start to feel like you're a burden on everybody mm -hmm. because you, you do demand a lot of resources when your child has a grand mal seizure and has to be rushed to the hospital and airlifted to another hospital and to have brain surgery. And you just start to feel like you're a burden on anybody you come into contact mm -hmm. with because you do find babysitters and then they get burnt out and they don't return your calls anymore, you know, or they have life where they graduate high school and they're moving on and that's what you want from anyway. But when, and it's not just, you know, our church on Avenue K, it's the, it's the other church we were going to. It's like your kid's unruly, your kid's this, your kid is that. And, uh, you know, why don't you go watch these discipline videos, um, you know, to help your kid. And then, you know, your kids get sexually abused and they just try to keep it under the carpet or, you know, keep it a controlled conversation. And, you know, they don't want that problem to get out. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a litany of problems with, you know, starting with the triplets where people started keeping us at a distance. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't have to tell you anything to create a story in your head, people's actions start to give you a story. Right. And then people will lecture you at, when it comes to Christmas time. Well, we're just going to buy gifts for these kids because, you know, we don't have a lot of help and we, we need to, you know, we don't want to, you know, spend a lot of money here and there. I mean, it's a, like a dollar coloring book for a two-year-old. It's a buck. What are you talking about? So I just went and bought Christmas gifts for their kids anyway. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling. I was, I mean, you didn't want to see what my bank account looked like. <laughs> I was struggling. Um, and I think one of the, 
one of the most painful things was saying, you're too much for somebody, so we just can't do holidays all together anymore. And that, that, our family always did holidays together. Mm -hmm. They always did them together, no matter what. Right. Until us. And then we were just too much. Mm Mm-hmm. So why, where, what's the incentive to tell people you got problems? Well, it's your own fault, you know? If you would have pulled out, you wouldn't have had all these kids. <laughs> God. Right? I mean, that's, that, it's like, how could I sit here and complain about being too much? But nobody, nobody's ever too much for me, ever. Mm-hmm. No matter what your family has or what they're going through, come to us. Come to the Moran household. We'll overdo it, but we'll shower you in love. I had a friend come to my house, and we were supposed to meet about some things. He was there. You know, he was there early. He wanted to stay at my house. I said, look, dude, we're, you know, there's a lot going on here. You're free to stay here if you want, but there's a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm game if you're game. He came in. He sat down. I was watching the Alabama game. He was there early. He drove in from out of state. We were supposed to, you know, it's like a five-hour drive one way. We're supposed to meet with my brother, and I'm watching the game, and the kids are, you know, coming up, hey, 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 you know. It's like, hey, 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 you know. They're being little kids that are three and four and five years old, and there's three of them at one time, and it's like, hey. I jokingly say, hey, let the guy breathe. But I'm, you know, I'm watching football. I'm in Alabama football. Right. You know. Eventually he stands up. He goes, look, dude, I don't, I don't need to, I'm not like saying I need to rent carpet or anything, but I'm going to go back home. Gets in his truck and he drives away. And I'm like, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? When, you know, uh, it's a friend of yours. Right. And you're supposed to go meet for, you know, a business arrangement. And now your little kids are just too much for them when they're just being little kids. They're just being little kids. You know, could I have done something more? I don't know. They hadn't seen an iPhone. They were excited. I mean, they were, were a lot. I know. They have my personality, a lot of them. You know, it's like, (laughs) but it just, it, there's just examples that I could maybe continue to go through Mm -hmm. that are just that, where you're just too much. Well, we, we, we can't have everybody, but you, you could come without Jeannie and bring a couple of these kids. Right. Are you serious right now? This is my family. So I I think, you know, maybe that's the tip of the iceberg that's there mm-hmm. to say what why do I feel like my problems are a burden on people? I feel like my family is and people abandon you. Mm-hmm. When you don't fit into their mold. And that's painful. That's that's heartbreaking. Right. 
Especially when it's family. I mean, why should my wife have to tell my grandma on her deathbed that we're done having kids to make her feel better before she passes away? Why? You know, it's like, I just don't, I don't get those things. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to, my mindset is, is it, it's your family. You decide, you know, you try to plead your case. It's like one day out of the year, guys. It's what it's once. Unless we do Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's twice. It's two times a year. Right. You can't handle us. Two times in a year? I don't get that. That's not me. I I don't understand. I you know. And what do you tell your freaking kids when people don't show up? So I think there's, you know, there's something there about if I share my problems with people, they're going to abandon me. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave. Who else do I have now, though? One thing I can say about, you know, you and Bill and Christmas is you. I thought you were crazy to open your home up to have us come over. You're my family by marriage. But there was not I don't remember a Christmas where it's like. Come be with us. Your house is full of people mm -hmm. and all those Christmas story trinkets that you have. <laughs> the whole city is out there and you're like, it's like, come, come here, come to my house for Christmas. It's like, I don't, they don't, honey, they don't know what they're getting themselves into. They don't, maybe they don't understand. You know, we have Kirsten. Why, you know, it's like, she's, she's hard, but she's still a person too. Yep. She still has feelings too. So, that's just a hell of a run to feel abandoned, you right. know. To feel like you're just too much for people. Mm -hmm. And I get it, but two days a year? Right. What's up with that? What, what's up with I can't handle you for two days a year? You got like 363 other days that you don't have to inconvenience yourself or your life. Right. And I guess there's the other side of the discussion of, well, why, why do you even want to be around them? If they don't want you around. So these are people I say that I love and people that say they love me. My grandpa. At least to my face, he's always, always told me, you know. I don't have a problem with it. We go and play dice at his house now, mm -hmm. you know, and Kirsten doesn't go in because it's just more calm for her to sit and watch 
you know, a video. We take her in every once in a while. Right. But, you know, there's six people around the table and the conversations are loud and crazy. And I find myself apologizing constantly when we're leaving. If we're too much, Grandpa, I understand. I'm sorry, Grandpa, we're too much. I know, we're loud. And he's like, nope, not for me. I love it, son. Mm -hmm. So... If that ain't the source of it, that has to do with it. <laughs> Big time. And I think I think you look at the outcome and you're looking at the outcome of it is there's a place in you that is best to avoid any more hurt, rejection, um, any more of those feelings that you don't want to have to feel of if I put things out there, people are going to leave. So instead of putting things out there, it's easy just to retreat and just not share it because you know, based on the history, based on the past, based on the way people have responded, the outcome is always they will leave. So in your eyes and in, in, in how you see it, having kids, having more kids, some more kids and some more kids is a burdensome. And you're not going to put the burden on people because you've lost so many people in that, um, in that journey of life that you and Jeannie have, you know, embarked on. Um, so ultimately it's, it's the, it's kind of like at the end of the day, this is what you're trying to avoid. I'm not saying anything like I totally understand because I've heard a lot of what you're saying. I've, cause of course we're come from, the, you know, I hear what family says and, and, you know, after a while it's just kind of like, um, no, actually one of their daughters is, you know, she has autism and there's not a lot of understanding or compassion when it comes to that. And sometimes I think you have to rule those people out because you're trying to get them to understand something that they're not going to grasp. And instead of causing heartache towards yourself, um, you run it, you run, I'm not even in it and, and I see it and, and I've witnessed it. And for the lack of a better words, it's a lot of ignorance on their part. Instead of educating themselves, instead of trying to understand this thing called autism, um, I don't understand it all. However, I know Kiki, she is a human being. She is this bright child that I see all the time. Like, how can you, 
How can you reject that? So what if she doesn't do what you think she should do as a child? She can't. So why can't you just accept her as she is? Bill and I get like, I mean, you know, Bill and I, I mean, we just get a kick out of her because her timing is impeccable when she says things and does things. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. weird. And you just embrace it. And you, you come to find out in life that there's just a lot of times people just can't embrace other people's life, chaos, whatever you want to call it. They're incapable of embracing someone else's normal because it's not their normal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are ignorant when it comes to autism because they really do believe it's a behavioral issue and it that's all that it is and it's the lack of the parents and thereof. You know, and you know, you're trying your whole everything within you to try to give them understanding and sometimes they're just not going to get it. Yeah. And you're just spinning your wheels trying to get them to get it of an acceptance. Because really, that's all that you're wanting. It's just that acceptance. This mm-hmm. is my family. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, this is my family. Mm-hmm. And why can't you just embrace that for what it is? It sucks, but, you know, some people just can't. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make it wrong, and it doesn't make it easy. Um, but, yeah, I can, I can totally see... Um, the burden that you carry, the mm. burden that um, you walk around with, and that's not an easy—that's not an easy thing to carry. So, how is it that we work through it to release it that it's not this burden? How do we change that story? of how people responded to you has dictated to you how it is that you're going to live a life of being a burden. How do we flip that? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.